Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Um, we're going to do a, I'm going to have a discussion on this topic, which is one of the questions that came up. People often ask, how can I be a student of knowledge? What books do I study? What's a curriculum that I can, uh, and a methodology that I can take to become a student of knowledge? So first of all, the Stanford University of Medina, when I was there, I studied in the faculty of uh, of Sharia and the books, the syllabus that we studied, the books that we studied, I'm going to take you through them and inshallah as we're in the library, if it's possible I'm going to show you some of them. So look, this is the main book that we studied in Fiqh. You can see look, it's been used. This book is Bidatul Mujtahid from Ibn Rushd and it is Comparative Fiqh. So this is Bidatul Mujtahid by Ibn Rushd and it's Comparative Fiqh and we studied this over the space of uh, four years every year, I think it was four sessions a week, and uh, in it he compares the different madhahib on specific rulings and speaks about the reasons for differences of opinion. That was in fiqh. And because it's sharia, you have to study fiqh, the other subject that you have to study uh, for four years is usul al-fiqh. And in usul al-fiqh, the book that we covered and the book that we studied primarily is called Rawdatul Nadir. This is the book in Usul al-Fiqh, Al-Wadat al-Nadhir, and it's by Ibn Qudama. And this is in Usul al-Fiqh. One of the uh, uh, amazing things is that Shaykh Muhammad al-Min Shanqiti, he used to be a teacher at the Jamia, and he made this Mudhakkira in Usul al-Fiqh, which is a summary of Al-Wadat al-Nadhir. These are the two main books, or the two main subjects that you study in Kulit al-Sharia, but at the same time, we also studied Tawheed. The books that we studied was a Fath uh, al-Majid, the explanation of Kitab al-Tawheed, as well as Ma'araj al-Qubul, which is by Hafid al-Hakami, and that was in Tawheed, generally speaking, as well as Masail al-Iman. Kitab al-Iman for Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, that's another book that we covered, and Kitab al-Ulu' by Imam Dhahabi. Uh, so as you can see, these are books by classical scholars on the issues of Tawheed and Aqidah. So these are, the, these are three subjects. Then you have Mustalah Hadith, which was uh, once a week, and uh, the syllabus for that, inshallah, was a book of Musalatif. But that's what I'm going to stop on just for now. That gives you a nubda or a introduction to the subjects that we studied, the curriculum, the main subjects, fiqh or surah al-fiqh and uh, aqid and tawheed. There was tariq, history, sirah, uh, mustalah hadith, hadith, and other subjects. These are the main subjects. Let me pass it over to Ustad Saeed, who's... طيب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد um, with regards to Jamia Al-Imam which was the university that um, I went to Jamia Al-Imam which is based in Riyadh we obviously I studied in Kulit Al-Shari'a so when you hear of Kulit Al-Shari'a or when you hear of Kulit Al-Hadith they are different faculties so when you hear مثلا Jamia Al-Imam or Jamia Al-Islamia they've got different faculties so Kulit al-Hadith, the emphasis is put on Hadith. Kulit al-Shari'a, the emphasis is put into Fiqh, Islamic jurisprudence, and foundations of Fiqh, and uh, maxims of Fiqh, and Qawad al-Fiqhiyyah. So that is the Takhasus, or the specialty. However, there are other subjects that are also studied in the Kulliyah. طيب. With regards to Kulit al-Shari'a and Jamiat al-Imam, the book that they study is this book, which is called Hashit Rawd al Sharh Zad al which is a kitab in the fiqh of the Hanabila, uh, in, naam, in the kitab above, or with regards to Zad al Mustaqna. So, Zad al Mustaqna is like a mutton. There's an explanation of it called Rawd al and then there are ta'liqat or commentary. So, we had the Hashit ibn Ghasim, so this is the book that was studied in the Kulliya when it comes to fiqh and it's about eight volumes so you take about because there are eight levels you would take almost one volume every semester and then you would go right from Kitab al-Tahara right up until the end Kitab al-Qasas and Shahadat and so on and so you would study each part uh, or each chapter each book uh, from the various levels that you would go from level one to level 8 so that's with regards to al-fiqh and it was roughly about five hours you would study every week you would study five hours of fiqh 
in this book. Now, I'd just like to point to the difference between the book that Sheikh Abdul Wahid and the book that they study, including Sheikh and Jamaat al Islamiyah, which is Bidayat Mujtahid ibn Rushd, alayhi. That is more of a comparison fiqh, more fiqh muqagan, where he mentions different madhahib. Although Ibn Rushd was Maliki, his madhab, lakin it's more of a comparative fiqh. Whereas Raud al Mugbi, which we studied in Jamiat al Imam, it's specifically on the fiqh of the Hanabila, the fiqh of the Hanabila. As for Usul al Fiqh, we studied that for about, or they studied that in the Kulia for four hours a week. And uh, the kitab that was studied was the kitab that Abdul Wahid showed you, uh, Sheikh Abdul Wahid showed you, which was Rawdat al Nadir, Ibn Qudama, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So it's a book in about three volumes. And again, you would study different parts throughout the eight levels. So for example, in the beginning, you would study uh, the ta'rifat, the, the definitions, or the definition of usul al-fiqh, an introduction to usul al-fiqh, when it was introduced, why was it introduced, and so on. And then the second level, and then, sorry, different masail to do with um, the Qur'an, is the majaz, and so on. And that would be studied when where you're studying the Qur'an, which is level two. And then level three, you'd move on to sunnah, and then level four, you would move on to ijma' and different types of adilla. And then level five, level six, you talk about qiyas and qawad and so on. And so that's with regards to al-qawa'ad uh, al-fiqh. Then we had a subject which is called al-qawa'ad al-fiqhiyya. And that it was about two hours a week uh, for certain levels. It wasn't every level, like it was certain level. Now, these qawa'ad al-fiqhiyya, they kind of... Uh, bring together all of the different masail issues that you would study in fiqh the five hours that you would be studying in fiqh so they would all kind of support one another fiqh usul al-fiqh and al-qawaid al-fiqhiyah so you've got the usul al-fiqh which is like the base of the house and then you've got fiqh which is like the doors and the walls and the windows and so on and then you've got qawaid al-fiqhiyah which is like a canopy which combines and helps to tie up all of that which you have learnt into different principles. So that is with regards to fiqh and usul al-fiqh. And obviously the main focus in Kulit al-Sharia is on that. Then there are other subjects such as hadith. Hadith, we studied a hadith al-ahkam. Uh, and we studied from bulugh al-maram, or they studied from bulugh al-maram. Then there are, there's tafsir, tafsir the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like you wouldn't study the whole of the tafsir, you would study ayatul ahkam, the verses in which you can derive rulings from. So masalan, you wouldn't talk about the surah, the qissa of Yusuf, radiallahu alayhi salam. Like you would talk about all of the ahad, ayat in talaq, for example, talking about talaq and mirath and so on, uh, inheritance and so on. طيب. So that's with regards to tafsir. Then Aqidah, in Jama'at al-Imam, they study Aqidah al-Tahawiyah and the explanation of Ibn Azza al-Hanafi. And then there are other subjects such as Nahu and Tarbiyah and so on. So that kind of varied on, on the teacher and whatever he felt was necessary. So that's kind of like a rough outline on the curriculum of Jama'at al-Imam. Alhamdulillah, for us, um, Hadith, what we, we didn't do below. Uh, I know in Kurit uh, al-Hadith they were doing Subh al-Salam and mm. now they're doing Nail al-Awtar and they were doing some of, which is by Shawkani mm. and they were doing Al-Muharra but for us, mm. for Hadith, what we did, we had Kutub al-Sitta and we'd start off Expert. with, for example, Sahih Bukhari and mm. then we'd take chapters from Sahih or Kitab, Kutub for example, Kitab al-Iman, Book of Iman from Sahih Bukhari, for example and then that was the first term the second term would study, for example, from Sunan uh, from Sahih Muslim, Mashallah. and we take the chapter on uh, other chapters, for example, Kitab mm. Salat, Kitab mm. Tahara, and then we'd go to mm. Sunan Abu Dawood, for then example, the and then the term of the mm. So we do the Kutub Sitta, but books from each of them. So we ended up making a gem. So mm. at the end of the four years, you would have, we would have studied all of these. All of, had these, to all of the, the um, yeah, yeah, the had to sit the mm. six books of hadith, but Mashallah. different chapters, and together it becomes like one book. Excellent. The other interesting thing that you mentioned with regards to um, tafsir as well, mm. tafsir, uh, you know, we had uh, it was tafsir, tafsir of Ibn Kathir, we had, mm. and Fath al Bari, Fath al Qadir, Shawkani, uh. and like you said, would cover Ayat al Ahkam mm. as well, because that's what. Was to, to fiqh, to fiqh yeah, and, sharia. and sharia and stuff like mm. that. So, alhamdulillah, yeah, was, you know, really, 
Uh, yeah. 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 They weren't allowed for the main subjects. Fiqh, the, no, uh, they weren't allowed. You had to use the book. The book and yeah. also, a lot of the times for usul al-fiqh as well. Yeah. Although you had mudakkarat that on, made it a bit easier. On the Hanbali madhab, what's the main matun? For example, what's the tadarruj? Someone wants to study fiqh. Mm. What would you say? What's the tadarruj? Uh, obviously, the jamia level is a level which is mm. uh, not college level, for example, yeah. or which is not you know uh, high school level. Mm. As an example, when we when we was in um, when we were studying, for example, without is fiqh al-maqarim, like you said, but at, in the uh, evenings we study fiqh on yeah. the matter, for example, in the masjid. Yeah, in the masjid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. can get the mutun, like the tat mutun. Yeah. What's the tadaruj in the hambali madhab? Well, the tadaruj in the hambali madhab is a good point you mentioned because uh, the book that we start that you would study in the university is Raud al-Mugbir, so it's thick. Yeah. And it, so it's eight volumes, which is exactly the same as this volume that I've got now. However, when you look into the mutton, when you look into the mutton, because obviously this is a nuskha, this specific print, it's mixed up with. So on the top, you would have two books. So yeah. there's Zad al Mustaqni and there's Rawd al Mugbir. So in uh, some of the uh, copies, you've got in brackets, you've got Zad al Mustaqni. Zad al Mustaqni. That's in the brackets. And then you've got Rawd al Mugbir. Yeah. So the Raud al is like literally the whole mutton. Like yeah. it is incorporated with Zad al-Mustaqni. Yeah. Then you've got the Hashiyah. Yeah. You've got the commentary of the, the Sheikh that's so explaining it. Books. So, yeah. It, 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 well, Zad. yeah, kind of. Zad and then Raud and then the Taliqat of Raud al okay. However, for in what they would study, as you said, that's the university level. What they would study in the Ma'ahid al-Ilmiyyah, the institutes, the colleges and so on, it would be Zad al-Mustaqni. So that's literally the asas for that, that is now in a lot of a lot of ma'ahid that is studied Zad al-Mustaqni, and the intent behind that is when a student studies Zad al-Mustaqni, they come into the kulliya kulliyat and they've already memorized or understood all of the masail that are mentioned in Zad al-Mustaqni. Yeah. Then now they're going on to the explanation of Zad al-Mustaqni, which is Raud al-Mugbir. So they've studied that, yeah. but then there's also a kitab called Umdat al-Fiqh. In Fiqh al-Hanbali yeah. uh, The one that Sheikh Khad al-Mashaykh Hafizullah teaches from Now that is also from the beginning levels Of the Fiqh of the Hanabila um, So that is also Very very beneficial However Zad al-Mustaqni has got more Masail than Than Umdat al-Fiqh So Umdat al-Fiqh Ibn Qudama Lakin Zad al-Mustaqni has more masail, And the Hanabila they gave more importance to Zad al-Mustaqni. So you will find almost every sheikh has an explanation, salty, yani, yeah. uh, by way of tapes and so on. And also by authoring, Sheikh ibn Uthaymin has Sheikh uh, Mumta, yeah, which is about 15 about volumes. Yeah. And Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan has an yeah. explanation on it, which is about three volumes. And then there are a lot of other mashayikh that yeah. have uh, other explanations on it. So Zad al-Mustaqni is considered kind of like the jewel for... Uh, or it's kind of like considered the gem when you want to study the fiqh al-hanabila initially from yeah. the beginning stages. Yeah. So that's kind of where they would start from. Okay, we're going to talk about, inshallah, for a student of knowledge in the UK, how he studies, what levels he does and stuff like that. But just because you mentioned an important point that we, we had a discussion earlier and we were speaking about what the scholars of the classic scholars used to say about a person, if he makes itqan of to Mutun, then he's in a position where he's able to give the Definitely. What was that statement of the scholars and what does it what Mutun are they speaking about? Well, the scholars when they're talking about this specific masala, uh, they're talking about when and you'll always find it in whether it's Hilyat al-Talib al-Ilm, where he talks, talks about the etiquettes and the dormants of the student of knowledge or Kitab al-Ilm. The scholars when they're talking about the etiquettes of ilm, one of the things that they stress on and they always encourage the students is to Read a certain book on more than one occasion. So it's not enough that you've, uh, read Usul al-Salata, mathalan, on one occasion. You have to read it three, four, five, six, seven times. Mathalan al-Qawa'id al-Fiqhiyah, It's not enough that you've studied it once. If you've studied it once, you're not well grounded in it. It's almost as if you haven't studied it. Because give it a year or two, you'll have forgotten what it was and all of the masail that were mentioned in it. Mm -hmm. However, 
when you study this mutton, this mutton or this book, for example, you study it with your teacher and you're going to revise it and every so for example you study for a period of time then you study again maybe with the same teacher maybe with a different sheikh and so on so now you're getting used to this mutton you know all of the masail or the majority of the masail issues yeah. that are discussed in that book but you haven't memorized it like you know exactly what Where issues is, are what is what page through, and what, what line covers, exactly yeah. exactly and then when you study it on a third on the third occasion, the yeah. third time or the fourth time, now it's become like your handbook. Yeah. You 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 know exactly what masala you want and you know what page to go to. Yeah. And you know any qaida that you want to go to Mathalamur you know it's from the in the beginning. Yeah. Or al tajlib difficulty brings about is you know it's probably fairly on the twentieth line or the eighteenth line and so on. And if you memorize it, it's Jade, alhamdulillah. Yeah. But if you don't memorize it, you still know exactly what every where every masala is. And that goes for any book that you want to study. Any book that you want to study, you need to make sure that you repeat it and you read it on more than one occasion. Minimum three times. And it's not mere just reading and opening it up and saying closing it in about a week and a half. Like, you actually read it and you take copy, take notes. And also it's important to use the same book, the same copy. Yeah. You shouldn't go from one book and buy another explanation, another book and so on. Yeah. And also, you shouldn't busy yourself with the sharh, the explanation. Yeah. That's something that a lot of students make a mistake in. Whereby, you, for example, someone would say, we're going to start um, manager salikin. Yeah. They would ask you, what explanation are you going to use? That yeah. is incorrect. Yeah. Don't go into the explanation. Look into the matan, the wordings of the sheikh, the book yeah. itself. Study manager salikin. The sharh will come in time. Yeah. The sharh will come in time. The second or the third or the fourth time. Yeah. Once you've done that, you're able to teach that specific book. And I remember the tweet that we were talking about earlier on, Sheikh yeah. Abdul Aziz al He mentioned in Kulitu Sharia, students study, If they were to memorize these three or to repeat them year in, year out, they wouldn't need anything else. Yeah, they'd be a strong, strong student of knowledge, exactly. Student of exactly. And the Hanabili okay. used to say that if a person memorizes and understands Zad Mustaqna yeah. and Bulughul Maram, he's yeah. ready to be a Qadi, to be a, yeah. to give Fatawa. To be a judge. Bulughul Maram, why Bulugh and Zad? What's Bulugh? So people tell yeah, me what Bulugh is. Well, Bulughul Maram is a book of hadith yeah. by Ibn Hajar al Asqalani, Rahmatullah, it contains about 1,400 plus ahadith. It contains the ahadith of the Messenger وسلم, So you won't find the wordings of the words of Ibn Hajar al Asqalani. He combined these books and the similar uh, or something similar to which is Umdat al Ahkam. It is also a book by Abdul Qadir al Maqdis in which he combined the ahadith of the Messenger like in the ahadith that are Bukhari and Muslim or only Bukhari or only Muslim. So these are called ahadith al Ahkam. These ahadith. You derive rulings from. Yeah. You derive rulings from. However, the difference is with Mathalan the Zad al Mustaqnam, we were talking about earlier on, or Rawd al it's more of a fiqh book. It is yeah. a fiqh book. Yeah. So you wouldn't find a hadiths laid out as you would in Bulugh al Maram. No. You would find the wordings of the Waqal al Mu'alif Rahimahullah, Kada, Kada, Kada. They'll mention a mas'ala and a mas'ala and a mas'ala one after the other. Yeah. And you might not find. Many a hadith yeah, or verses, verses yeah. in this, like in every word that they say, yeah. every line is based on a verse of Allah Jalla wa'ala from the Quran or based on the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or an ijma' yeah. by, uh, by, by the Sahaba or those that came after them. So that is the difference. So, so mm. the text of Zad will be the text of the Masail mm. and Bulug will be the evidences for those The evidence for those for those issues. Exactly. Example. So when they're saying if a person memorizes Zad and Bulug, yeah. you've got the Masail, yeah. all of the different issues, thousands. Yeah. And you've got the evidence no. for these Masail. So you've got the best you've of both worlds. You've got the best. You can be a qadi, a fa- na'am. Be a and that's how they were. Oh, a lot of the scholars of the past in the Hanabila in Najd, they remember Bulugh al Maram and Zad Mustafa, and they would be well grounded. Yeah. 
Like in the question is why do students not, uh, why are they not on the level of those scholars? Because the students, including myself, if you can call me a student, is they, they don't repeat these books as often as they should. Yeah, they study it once and they, they study it, it once and that's it. Yeah, and they don't do maraja. And that's a that's almost from the kabbalah of al ilm. Major Another, sins of major, sin, major sins of the seeking knowledge. Seeking knowledge that you don't do maraja. No. no, that's a major sin in. in uh, another question, another question, and we were discussing it earlier. That if you're this, when you're in the Mamlika, you're mm -hmm. studying at the Jamia, you've got the Mashaykh, you've got the uh, the Jamia's the syllabus, yeah. the curriculum which is there, planned mm -hmm. out by the Mashaykh, year mm -hmm. one, year two, year three, year four, mm -hmm. all the books you study, all the masala that you cover, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So, and as as you know, oh, you know, you study in a sort of fiqh, to be, to be a fiqh, you have to know the Ahadith al-Ahkam, yeah. you study it in the Jami, you have to yeah. know, for example, the Ahadith al-Ahkam, you study the Ayat al-Ahkam, the Ahadith al-Ahkam, and the Masail, and what you need of the mm. Lugha, and stuff like that. Okay, now you're a student in the UK. They want, a student in the UK wants to seek knowledge to a good level. Mm. Okay, what curriculum do you, you know, is the one that's going to be beneficial for him to seek knowledge so he can attain a foundation, a ground, in a solid mm. base? To build on, he's going to attain a base, isn't yeah. he? What's your? What well, that, that 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 that's an important question. That that's very important. That requires a whole lecture, yeah. and it would have been better if one of the other <laughs> senior, uh, serious students were was to be asked this question because the students can actually, the brothers and sisters listening can benefit from it. But just uh, quickly, um, you have to make sure you have to ask yourself what is it that you want to study. This ilm is a way for you to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is ibadah. So just like with your worldly affairs, you write them down and you make plans and so on, you have to do the same for al-ilm. And al-ilm is attained, not, there's no one specific one path that you can say you have to take this route and other than that, you won't find, if you don't take that route, you won't find ilm or you won't, you won't be blessed with knowledge. Lakin, it's important to know, write down the different sciences and then you write down the books that you could study in every science. And those books have to be on a beginning level, which suits your level of um, knowledge. So, Methalan, for example, if you want to study Arabic and you don't know Arabic, it's extremely important that you learn Arabic. Mm. How can you learn Arabic? You can say, I'm going to study Ajurumiya, but then you've got a problem. You know the principles, all the qawaid, but you don't have tabir, you don't have words, you don't, your vocab in the Arabic language and your use of these words is minimum, is at a minimum. So what do you do? So you've studied the Ajurumiya, but that's from an Arabic grammar point of view. Mm. You have to also study a book that helps you with your vocab or vocabulary. Mathalan, um, uh, Medina books, the Medina books, or the Al-Arabis um, These They use functional languages. So, for example, the, they will give you a scenario when you're at a train station or you're at home. So you're learning the names of all of these items. So when you're learning them, you can also write them down and put them up, stick them up, write the singular form, the, the plural, yeah. and the, the pronouns and how to use them and so on. So you can learn Arabic via the vocabs as well. Then you'd also have to listen because now you know how to, you know these words, but you need to know how to, when you're listening, you have to listen out for the words. So you can obviously listen to, for example, go on, on YouTube and listen to a lecture from some of the scholars. Yeah. Listen to it in Arabic. Write it down, write it down. Try to see what, if you can understand the, or the percentage of what you can understand. Yeah, with a dictionary like Hans Werner. Exactly. Exactly. And don't only listen to, you know, also listen to Islam Mashaykh, but also if you listen to, for example, the news in Arabic, yeah. you'll get uh, a broader... Vocabulary and use of the language yeah. So that's with regards to Arabic The next one is Quran Which I should have started with Astaghfirullah And the Quran is important that the student If he wants to memorize If he wants to study the Quran If he wants to be a student of knowledge He needs to know the Quran Memorize the Quran If they can't memorize the Quran They should try memorizing the Quran um, And also learning the Tajweed And being able to pronounce the Quran And being able to say the Quran a word, the, 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 the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa How it was and the only way that that can be done is if a person goes to a teacher. Mm. 
A person can't pick up the Mus'haf, the Qur'an, and read it as it is. He can't teach himself. And that's with ilm anyway. Like in more so the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person has to know, has to learn tajweed, has to learn how to recite and take it from the mouth of another person who knows the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then when you're talking about fiqh, you can study um, different books that are kind of like... Um, Close to fiqh al-muqagan, yeah. where there's not diff, there's not a khilaf inside, there's not a lot of khilaf mentioned in it. So, for example, a really good book for especially Westerners is Manhaj Salikin, the Sheikh Saidi, Abdurrahman Saidi, rahimahullah. And in general, all of the books of Sheikh Abdurrahman Saidi are very, very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh Saidi and Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah ta'ala. Let me just cut you quickly because when we're speaking about um, Zad al-Mustaqna. Mm. I think one of the key things is if a student is going to study that book and he's a student in the UK, for example, mm. that he studies the explanation of Sheikh Uthaymin because of the Uslub. What I mean, earlier you were discussing, for example, uh, how mm. they write the books, it's easier for beginner students. Yeah. Like well, the thing is, with, with the explanation of Ibn Uthaymin on Sharh Munta, it's 15 volumes. Yeah, it's 15 right? volumes. Now, Zad al Mustaqna, it's like, it's not, it's yeah, thin. Yeah, it's yeah, about this one, it's about the size of this. Yeah, the book itself, the is, book itself is about the size of this. It's, yeah. it's very thin. And this is the explanation of Sheikh Uthaymin. This is one of the volumes. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this is the explanation of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin. Rahimahullah ta'ala. So it's 15 volumes, right? So Ibn Uthaymin, so this is Zad al-Mustaqni'. And this is the explanation of the Sheikh. Yeah, so, so you will find, مثلاً, Ibn Uthaymin, look, this masala itself, yeah? Yeah. okay? The explanation starts from here. The Sheikh explains it, explains it, explains it. Listen, if you don't like reading, explains you don't it. love reading, you won't be a student of knowledge. Mm. It's not sound bites. <laughs> no, you have not, to read not. volumes. As you can see, 50 volumes, 8 mm. volumes. Yeah. So, so we, can't, Alan, we've talked maybe about 5 or 6 pages, and that's one mas'ala. Four, how, many, like, how many words? Four and words. Four words, four exactly. Words, four pages. Four or five pages. Yeah. So that's Ibn Uthaymin's explanation. Now, Sheikh Mumtah might not be suitable for a student that's starting out now. Okay, because Ibn Uthaymin, it's almost fiqh muqagan, to yeah, be honest. Fiqh muqagan, yeah, it's comparative yeah, yeah. fiqh. It's not, he doesn't teach on one madhab. Yeah. So if a person is studying Zad al-Mustaqni, I'd recommend that they take, methalan, the explanation of Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan hafidahullah. Yeah. Three volumes, kalam hu qalil, it's like, it's just yeah, it's just, just like a ta'ala commentary, yeah. just notes. Yeah. Like in the student will understand Zad al-Mustaqni, yeah. Zad al-Mustaqni itself. Yeah. Um, which so that, difficult. which difficult. is difficult, it's difficult yeah. to understand. It's difficult because yeah. it's like laws, it's like yeah. riddles, it's laws, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and obviously, the wordings, the books of uh, the, 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 the classical yeah. scholars, is the, their words, the words that they're using, and the slub and the way that they're writing is very difficult yeah. to understand. Yeah. Whereas the contemporary scholars, Ibn Uthaymin, and exactly. they're, they're feeding you on the plate, yeah. basically, that's so what I'm they're doing. The yeah, I've got a copy somewhere. Yeah, that, that one, yeah, which one? This one, Manager Salikin, the explanation of it, yeah. And this is actual method actually, yeah. so they can have a look. Ah. So this is the matan of Manager Salikin, Um now this is just the matan of Sheikh bin Sheikh Abdurrahman Rahimahullah Ta'ala. So literally some of these chapters are are just a few pages or even one page or so. So Matan, for example, uh Miyah. Miyah water is the oh, longest, long, <laughs> yeah, 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 is the longest yeah. uh, chapter in even Kitab al-Tahar in our books. Like in Babul Ani, the chapter to do with vessels and so on. Mm-hmm. Few lines, yeah, just a few lines. Masalas. Exactly. And Babul Istinja going to the bathroom, Akramakumullah, just a few lines. Yeah. And then you've got obviously Zalit and Najasa and so on. And then you, you go into Wudu so and so less on. Masa- there's less issues. There's less issues. And it's contemporary. So it's and it's, contemporary, and it's, it's very easy to understand. Even, even if you don't, if your command of the Arabic language isn't great, yeah. you'll still be able to understand it. Yeah. So whether you study Manager Salikin or whether you're studying um, Zad al-Mustaqni, then you still have to concentrate on the matin itself. Don't yeah. Busy yourself with an the explanation. Yeah. The wording of the matin, the wording of the sheikh, that's also the book. Another good one is the Durul Bahiyya, which is Lishawkani Rahimahullah Ta'ala, which is this book. Yeah. Right? Now, this is extremely beneficial and it's also similar to Manajah Salikin, yeah. even though Shawkani Rahimahullah Ta'ala died about two, three, about 300 years ago yeah. or so. Like in, his wordings are very easy, yeah. the wordings that he uses. 
And also he brings almost the most important Masail yeah. of every Ch- chapter. Yeah. And that actually it reminds me of when we're talking about Manaj Salikin and this book and so on, the beginning books, they'll talk about Mathalan in Mathalan, Nawaqud al Wudu, they'll talk about five Masail or six Masail. Yeah. As you move on to the next level, they'll talk about eight different Masail. Add more. Add more. Yeah. And then you move over to the next level. Yeah. And then we'll talk about ten, and then different yeah. opinions, and as well as the same five. As, the as well as the same five, so up. you're building three or yeah. four or five, yeah. and that is what is called tadawud fil ilm, where a person has to study knowledge bit by bit, bit. Levels. levels. It has to have levels. If a person wants to study ilm in one go, he'll leave ilm yeah. in one go. So in this, in the UK, one of the best books that a person can study in fiqh and be well grounded in is Manaj Salikin. Durul Bahiyya or even Zad Mustaqni. Zad Mustaqni. Again, that varies on uh, on the level of the student and and the, the madhab that is common in their community. Yeah. So if Mathalan had uh, the Hanafiya, I think their book is the, the beginning book for them is Mukhtasa Al Quduri. So that book, for example, is ideal for them. Yeah. So any of these books. As long as they have, the person has a teacher. A teacher. Naam. So that's with regards to yep. fiqh. With yeah. regards to bulugh, a hadith, a hadith al-hakam, bulugh al-maram, or umdat al-hakam, yeah. a person can study these books. Yeah. So, so it's important to understand there are books that you study yeah. and there are books that you read. Yeah. So for example, Riyadh al-Salihin is from those books that has a hadith, but it's more of a character building, social manners and so on. Yeah. Like with Adab al-Mufrad. Yeah. And then with Bulugh al-Maram and Manager Salikin, they're on ahkam, deriving ahkam, fiqh issues. Yeah. So, so that's the difference between. No. So you, you mentioned, for example, let's, Quran, memorizing, Arabic language, mm. you, said, you mentioned books for that. Mm. Now you've spoken about fiqh and you mentioned, for example, three books on fiqh, mm. Manager Salikin and Adurud Bahir for yeah. Imam Shafran. Aqeedah, sir. Now Aqeedah, what would the student study? What curriculum? Aqeedah. Bear in mind that that. Focus on they have to repeat the book anyway. They have to repeat it. Yeah, they have to. On Aqeedah, for the student of knowledge, um, again, this is not like obviously, this is what the scholars mention in their books. Um, A person has to start from the simple books. Um, From those simple books are the books of Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab. So, for example, Al Usul al Thalatha. Al Usul al Thalatha, three introductions. Sorry, there's introduction. Three introductions. Then there are three masail. Man Rabbuk, Ma Dinuk, Man Nabiyuk. That is, يعني, it teaches you the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on. So that's a beginning yeah. level. Then you've got Qawa'id al yeah. Then you move on to Kitab al-Tawheed. Yeah. Kitab al-Tawheed. So once you've studied these books, then you can go on to maybe Kashf al-Shubuhat. Because you'll only be, to, only be able to understand Kashf al-Shubuhat if you've studied Kitab al-Tawheed. Yeah. That's what Sheikh Salih yeah. uh, also encourages and says, yeah. and mentions. And then other books like Nawaqud al-Islam. So these books, they're specifically, as you can see, they're on Tawheed al-Ibadah. Tawheed al-Ibadah. And Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. Then you go up a level and you study the books of Shaykh al-Islam, Mathal al-Mutaymiyyah, al-Aqid al-Wasatiyyah. Now, Aqid al-Wasatiyyah, obviously, on the names of attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and obviously now there's Qawa'id al-Muthla, Shaykh ibn al-Taymiyyah, rahimahullah ta'ala. So that also teaches you the names of and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. and the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a in that. Then there are other types of books which are considered manhaj books, such as Usul al-Sunnah al-Imam Ahmad rahmatullahi alayhi, Sharh al-Sunnah, and these sorts of books. Yeah. Now these sorts of books, um, they deal with the manhaj of Ahl Sunnah in a more broader, as, uh, from a more broader angle. So for example, the madhab of Ahl Sunnah when it comes to the hukam, the rulers, the Messiah to do with revolting, Messiah to do with the companions of Allah, the, the companions of Allah, the companions of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, issues pertaining to the ru'ya or scene of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hawd of the Messenger, different Messiah that happened, that there was a khilaf and difference of opinion between Ahl Sunnah and the people of Al Bid'ah. So there are these types of books as well. Lakin, it's important that a person actually studies these books. Not just carries them and says I studied it. Now, yeah. You have to re- repeat them so often to the extent that your copy becomes ripped and the 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 the, the, the top layer it becomes worn out because yeah. of the amount of times that you've repeated it and that you've yeah that you've almost okay. memorized it. Uh, two things. 
off the back of that, which we spoke about earlier, and I think is important for everyone to uh, really, uh, speak, uh, focus on. The first one is a book like Usul al-Thalatha. Sometimes a person starts it and they study it, for example, two years and they're still studying Usul al-Thalatha. They haven't completed it once yet, for example. And also the other uh, issue is someone might not do Usul al-Thalatha or Kitab al but they're studying Sharh sunnah of Barbahari or they're studying Usul al-Sunnah of Muhammad. They haven't studied the books which speak about the, the basics of Tawheed, not the basics, but the fundamentals, the foundations, the Ibad, stuff like that. So these two topics maybe. That, that goes back to the, the, the manhajiyya or the methodology of Sikh knowledge. So Sikh knowledge has a methodology that the scholars talk about. In reality, that isn't the fault of the student. That's the fault of the teacher. Yeah. That is the fault of the teacher. If the teacher is spending two years on Usul al-Salatha, he's doing something wrong. If he's spending two years on Kitab al-Tawheed, he's doing something wrong. He could have taught Surah Thalatha 20 times within those two years. That would have been more beneficial for the student. For the student to study Surah Thalatha 20 times in those two years is a lot more beneficial than him spending two years on that. And it is not needed. Sheikh Ibn Baz sometimes would complete Surah Thalatha between Maqab and Isha. Because these, the Masain, it's very easy. Lacking, if a person is studying these books in two, three years, there's something wrong with the teacher. It's the teacher's fault and not the student's fault. The, uh, the, the, the student believes he's seeking knowledge. Every day he's going to this lesson. Lacking, that is the mistake and the error of the teacher. And his methodology of teaching. And that's the poor student has spent two years on Usul al-Thalatha and not even finishing it once. And even if they finish it once, it's not enough. They could have finished it over 10 times. So that's extremely important. The next point you mentioned about going over to Usul al-Sunnah without first studying Usul al-Thalatha, that again, that's like someone wanting to run before they can walk and walk. Exactly. Before they can crawl and walk, they're wanting to run. And that's not from the methodology of the scholars. Um, and if that if a student does that, they're in reality not benefiting. I know in our era, or in our, especially in our community, if you don't, I mean, this book, Sharh al-Sunnah, is studied, but it's important. The Masail in it are important. The Masail of Aqidah, extremely yeah. important. But when you're teaching these students, you have to make sure you teach them the Tawheed of Uluhiyah first, yeah. and the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa They start with what? And these sorts of books. Yeah. And they have to make sure they repeat it many times yeah. and then they go, go over to, to go over to another level. And, and it's a shame because some people think it's a aib or it's embarrassing to study Usul al-Thalatha yeah. on more than one occasion if they study on one occasion. Yeah. That shows that's that if they on that's, if they, that's if they finish it on yeah. one occasion. That's khata, that's wrong. They should want to study it yeah. once, twice, three, four times, teach it to others and then move on to the next book the next themselves. Book. Yeah. And there's another message that the scholars talk about with this as well. When you're teaching books like Kitab Tawheed or Al-Usul Al-Thalatha or when you're studying it, don't delve into issues uh, that are outside of the book. Yeah. So, مثلاً. And I remember this. I remember Sheikh Salih Hussain in one of his lessons uh, mentioning this specific point, saying that you will find a person spending three years on Usul al-Thalatha, and he was saying it's absolutely wrong. Yeah. Why? What are they doing? Why, where are they getting it wrong? They're going to say, مثلا, إعلم رحمك الله فعل أمر كذا وكذا مبني على كذا أن كوفيون say this and the, the, the Basriyun say this and so on. So they so, give it all from the Lugha aspect. The Lugha aspect, exactly. Exactly. They don't do that. And that and is incorrect. And that, science on that one. On that, exactly. Yeah. And that's what the Sheikh was warning against. Yeah. So if you're teaching Aqeedah, Make sure you're giving about 90% or 95% of your uh, attention to actually studying Aqeedah, yeah. the topic the topic of the book. Yeah. As for digressing, going on to Stidraj uh, and other, uh, other, uh, other Masail, then that is wrong. Yeah. Because you're busy in this student with that which he doesn't need yeah. at that particular and time. Confusing him as well. And you're confusing him, of course. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can do exactly. So for beginner student knowledge, exactly the beginner student knowledge. So the beginner should start with these books, but study the mutton, the wordings of the sheikh, yeah. and also even in fiqh, for example, if there's a difference of opinion, 
don't refute the Martin, the author, don't refute him. Yeah. Just say that's his opinion yeah. and explain his opinion first yeah. and his evidence yeah. rather than refuting it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, mean, so yeah. teaches another, I think that's mm. another important topic to touch mm. upon, which is the adab and the etiquettes of a sunnah. So we spoke mm. about a curriculum, you mentioned mm. books, spoke about a methodology to some extent, the importance of mm. understanding just the method and then mm. repeating it and getting solid in that method, for example, and the books and levels. Mm. We spoke about methodology. Uh, just before we move on to like uh, adab and take Q&A, if there's any Q&A, inshallah, there's another issue, which is, I think, um, you know, time. I not have not have not having istijal when it comes to mm. seeking knowledge. Not thinking that you can get all of knowledge in one time. I that it's a process. Mm. And it Taking takes, it one time. Yeah, yeah it takes mm. one time. What's the mm. statement? They say man. Well, well, there's a kind of fiqhia and says man istijal a shay'an qabla awanihi uqiba bihirmanihi. Whoever rushes a certain thing, rushes to reap the fruits of a certain act before its correct time, he's punished with being deprived from that specific thing. Yeah. So, مثلاً, in this example, if a person wants to study, مثلاً, um, Usul al-Thalath, for example. So, Usul al-Thalath, if this person is the first time he's studied Usul al-Thalath, he's never studied Usul al-Thalath, he wants to study Aqeedah. He studies Usul al-Thalath. Lacking, if he sits down and says, I'm going to write, this sheikh has explained this, this book in 10 lessons. I'm going to finish them tonight before 2 a.m. Before Fajr, I'm going to study and complete the whole book. He can start the book, but by come Frederick time, he won't understand anything in that book. Yeah. Leander, he tried to take al-ilm in one go. Yeah. He tried to take al-ilm in one go. Yeah. Lakin, if he studies every masala at its given time, that's the best way for a person to attain knowledge. Yeah. So when you seek knowledge, take notes, for example. So for example, you've got a notebook, you take notes. Keep that same notebook with you. The next time you're studying the book, you'll add other things. Yeah. So take every mas'ala as it is. And it shows, for example, in the kulliya, for example, you won't study Rawd al-Mughbi' eight volumes in one level. Yeah. You'll study this in one level. And every level is about four and a half, four months, yeah. 12 weeks or so. Yeah. So you're studying maybe uh, 10 pages a week yeah. or maybe 15 pages a week. Then you go home, you revise that, you memorize that, yeah. you, 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 know, you, you study. And half, then there are halfway half marks and so on. Yeah, remind me on test, there's an extremely yeah. important thing to yeah. do with test. Okay. Now, so if a person does that and he takes his time in seeking knowledge, then after a year or two, they will find that they've gained, uh, benefited a lot yeah. and they've gained a lot of knowledge within two years. Why? Because they haven't tried to digest it all at all once. At once. But and when, they've got consistency. And they've got consistency. Yeah. So it's better for you to maintain consistency than it is to try finishing one book in one month and then not seek knowledge for another two, three, four, five months yeah. and then going back to it. Yeah. Now, another um, way of attaining knowledge, which is very beneficial, which isn't implemented a lot in the US, is exams, tests. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you study a book or every time you study a chapter, test the students. The yeah. students should have a test on that. Yeah. With this book, when they're sitting exams, there's benefits. Firstly, they're going to give it a lot more attention, regardless ikhlas and so on, yeah, but yeah. they're going to give it more attention because yeah, yeah. they want to get the top marks. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, they're forced to revise it and review it day in, day out. Yeah. Also, you can get a rough understanding of how much that student has understood. Yeah. So if the mark is out of 20, for example, and that student gets two, they need to go back to the book. Yeah. But if they get 20, then mashallah, they can move on to the next yeah. level. Yeah. If they get to 16, 17, mashallah, they've understood a fair bit, about 70%. Yeah. They can move on, but they still need to revise a fair yeah. bit, you know. And also, when it comes to the methodology of seeking knowledge, well, the scholars in the, in the kuliya and so on, they advise students to, for example, now, if you want to, imagine you're starting a book, or whatever book it may be, if you know that the sheikh is going to start the muqaddimah and maybe four pages, read those four pages before you get to the class, before you get to the masjid, read these four pages or five pages. Yeah. Have an understanding of what it is that the teacher will talk about so that when you get to class, yeah. you're not stuck in the, you're not in the ocean. Yeah. You're, you're not thinking I mean, the thing is, uh, that's a very funny or important point. I've got a short kind of anecdote to show that the importance of that. Mm. Not many people do it, most people no, don't many do most it. They just come to the lesson, yeah. not having prepared them, yeah. how they're going to prepare after yeah. they're yeah. the Quran. When one, uh, it was in 
I think it was, I forgot when it was, it was like 2011 or 2013, she accepted the shift that was over here. We did Dawra in Regent's Park Mosque. And because I was involved in the organization of it, I met the Sheikh from his car. And the Dawra on Usul al Fiqh. Now, the second day, as the Sheikh got his car, he asked me a question about, you know, but the question was, I didn't understand the question. Why didn't I understand the question? It was a common lesson. It was a common lesson. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah, a common yeah, lesson. Yeah, so yeah. He was saying, Adawai, you're a serious student or you're a joker? Yeah, exactly. I can understand beforehand, yeah. Beforehand, you won't have to lose it. But the point yeah. is, the importance of reading beforehand. Reading beforehand, And absolutely. the teacher testing them as well to see yeah. if they're ready of course, for the of course. as well. Exactly. That was another benefit. So, 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 Jazakallah khair, that's, that's important. And the Sheikh obviously is nurturing you too and yeah. teaching you to read before, before coming to class. Exactly. Before coming to class. And also, مثلاً, so for example, this student has got a class. مثلاً, you've got a class Friday evening at 6pm. Review this class before the class. Uh, review the class or what, the book that is going to be studied at least five, six pages before going to class. Yeah, come and prepared. Come prepared. It's like bringing your pen. Yeah. Like, now you're in class. How many people don't have a pen? Exactly, how many people <laughs> don't have a pen? So now you're in class. You're going to study it with the Sheikh. How many times have you studied this book? No, twice already. Twice now. Yeah. Then when you go home, review it. Yeah. Review it, read it, take your notes, write it on a separate piece of book and so on. Yeah. How many times is that? Three times already. Three times yeah. already. That is before the lesson, yeah. during the lesson, and after the lesson, the same day. Yeah. Right. At the end of the week, gather your notes yeah. and read it. Doesn't have to be two hours sitting, yeah, so twenty minutes, half an hour. These are the messiah that we studied yeah. at the end of the week. Yeah. Like, how many times have you now studied oh, it? Really. Four times. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to have an exam, you're going to have to review it just before the exam. Yes. How many times? Five. Five. That book you won't need to go back to. Yeah. It. You'll know exactly what masala is on what page, what issue is on what page. So you won't need to go back to it. They will say as well at the jam, the time of exams, everyone's. Yeah. Yeah, sure. They say that, yeah, because during the exam time, you won't have time to eat. You won't have time to go to the canteen. So you're constantly. Yeah. People crash into you when you're when you're they're like this and they're walking towards the exam and they're in the masjid and they're like that. And sometimes they're walking and they crash into you, bump into you. Yeah. But how can you avoid that by starting starting your revision from the beginning for early? Every lesson that you take. Make sure you study it at once. Yeah. Uh, I think the Salaf used the Managam al Ilm al Jumlat and Dahab Anhu Jumlat. The one that takes Zuhri, uh, I believe it was. Yeah. The one that takes Al Ilm once, in one go, loses it in one go. Loses it in one go. Yeah, well, in the UK, of course, the There's thing. Excuses. It, it, well, yeah, ex busy, yeah. And that, that's, that can be an excuse sometimes, like, and it cannot be an excuse for a duration of five, six years. <laughs> It can't be. So that's yeah. why when in the UK, we can do a lot. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, there are a lot of students of knowledge. There are a lot of students from different parts of the world. There are a lot of students from Medina University, Imam University, Hafizahumullah. And each and every single one of them has lift lessons, different lessons on different sciences. Yeah. Online. Online, exactly. Yeah. And, that, and then you've got also the porter, the Medina line, the porter. So the person just subscribes and they can study different books, yeah. different yeah. sciences. So there's no excuse. Lakin, what's more important than that, the more important than everything is knowing how yeah, to study. That's the thing. That's knowing how to study. And that requires a dog or a lesson on how to get itself, not how to study. Because I believe there's a lot of ikhlas in students and students want to seek knowledge and so on lacking. Some may not know exactly, and I don't know generally, yeah. but no, we don't know how same, to yeah. study. Yeah, we don't know exactly how to study. Exactly, the best methodology. Exactly. Like, if we know the methodology, it's just a matter of treading upon the path. Yeah. Once you do so, it makes easy. It becomes a lot easier. Uh, after studying Manhaj Salikin, and I'm assuming they mean according to how you mentioned studying it, repeating it, and getting to knowing the method. I don't think that. I don't next? think that's what he means. Though, isn't it? Yes. No, inshallah, he means that. Let's just hustle them. Hustle them. They mean that. What would be the next book on fit that they study? Uh, if a person studied Manhaj Salikin, yeah. the Next step is to study Manager Salikin again. Again. To study again. And then after they finish on the second go, then to study it again. However, it won't you're not going to spend in ages on it now. Yeah. 
because now you're uh, you're acquainted you're familiar with the exactly you know the Messiah so you go from Kitab al-Tahar right up until the end yeah okay however in Kitab in Manjah Salikin it's summarized so there are some books I think Kitab al-Jihad for example isn't in Manjah Salikin because it's Muhtasar okay Babu al-Adhan it's not in there as well why because it is Muhtasar and that's exactly the reason why I'm saying a person should study this book because it's ideal and the books of Sheikh Sa'ad Sheikh Abdul Rahman Sa'ad Ta'ala are tremendous. Yeah. Right? May Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala reward him with Jannah and the highest ranks of Jannah. Him and Ibn Uthaymin Rahmatullah they, um, uh, They've made ilm easy, easy for students. Yeah. They've made the ilm easy, easy for students. So when a person studies Manaj Salikin, yeah. the next book that would be good for them to study is Zad Mustaqni. Yeah. Now there are other books in Fiqh Shafi, for example, uh, Shuja', for example. Yeah. There are other, but obviously I, uh, uh, that's what we studied, yeah. yeah, so that we're acquainted with that. So uh, to study Zad al-Mustaqni. Yeah. Now the Zad al-Mustaqni is a lot different to Manager Salikin in the sense that you might not find the Adilla exactly how Sheikh Sa'di mentions them. Mm. Like even Sheikh Sa'di, rahimahullah, he writes it on the number or on the pattern of Zad al-Mustaqni yeah. in terms of the Messiah and in, in terms of the order and so on. So now you're going on to Zad al-Mustaqni, which has more Masail than Manajah Salaki. So let's say, for example, there's about 1,000 Masail in Manajah Salaki. In Zad al-Mustaqni, there may may be about 3,000 Masail or 1,500 Masail and so on. What you can also do is another book, which is maybe maybe in between Manajah Salaki and Zad al-Mustaqni, which is Umdatul Fiqh, Libn Qudama. Umdatul Fiqh. Now, Umdatul Fiqh, it's um, in the fiqh, Hanbali fiqh, obviously. However, it's just summarized, some, very extremely summarized, and it's only one opinion. Yeah. Lacking, it's very beneficial. What's your view on taking notes inside the book? Because I know some students that have no other students say yes. Uh, yeah, you have to take notes in the book. Inside the inside book. The book. Okay. Yeah, you have to take notes inside the book. And when you've got the mutton, for example, now, this sort of mutton, which is manager Salikin, it's already. Uh, dissected and divided into Masail yeah. However, if you've got um, Manajah Salik in this one Yeah, uh, that's, yeah that, 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 that's the explanation But if you look into the mutton here So if you look into this part here That is the mutton of Sheikh Sa'di Rahimahullah Ta'ala This part like, Can you find that it's not divided into yeah. Masail yeah. So what you can do is So for example, the Sheikh says Well, Aslu that's, that's a masala itself yeah. Just write, put, put like a, a highlight on it. Just Put a number on it or so on yeah, Okay so you, you put the yourself Yeah, you're exactly the You're but dissecting them You're dissecting yeah. the mutton So yeah. you're working with the mutton Because that's now going to be your best well, friend You're going to be your, yeah. the, what You're going to go Your handbook So you're going to obviously write Masala here And then two lines down Three lines down There's another masala Bila had for example yeah. Right Highlight that as well uh, like like uh, 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 yeah exactly number on there or whatever that shows you that you're breaking down the mutton itself yeah right once you break down the mutton itself make sure you use the same copy all the time and make sure you're writing these messiah or you're understanding these messiah as they are mm. and also you can take your notes here on the sides yeah. or you can write on the Separate piece of paper However The benefit of writing it On the actual book Is that this book Stays with you Yeah This book stays with you It's your personal copy And no one will obviously um, You you can teach from it If another sheikh Is teaching this same book You can go to that sheikh And you can add more notes With your previous notes Yeah So it's important to It's important to Dissect the material uh, The the, the mutton To understand the mutton Like I can't reiterate How important it is to concentrate on the mutton. Once you read the mutton over and over. Once we've completed Usul al-Thalatha, once shall we complete again and again before moving on Zakat to move on to Qawad al-Arba'ah? Uh, well, I'm finish about two, three times. Yeah. Understand the mutton and yeah. the Masail that are issued. And, and if you can, summarize the book itself yeah. on, on a separate... Um, now, so once you, once you study Usul al-Thalatha once, study it again and again. Once you study about two or three times, try summarizing the book itself. Try summarizing. Yes, it, it might take time. Lakin, it doesn't have to be a, 
500 page essay no for example just write about four or five lines on what you've benefited you as a student what you've benefited why because they are the words of a sheikh write your own explanation in your words and what you've benefited and you've understood exactly you will remember it a lot easier it may be that you write this somewhere and it will remain you for remain with you for a long time it may be that you come back to it and you think oh no this wasn't actually correct i understood it the, the wrong way but you've mem- you've you've written it down so summarize it so every book that you study try summarizing it as you go every chapter try summarizing it and then once you've studied it and You've, you're well acquainted with Usul Al-Talat, then move on to Al-Qawa'id Al-Aqba'ah and then move on to Kitab Al-Tawheed and it's important that you understand the intent of the Mu'alif, the Mahalu Shahid yeah. so he can bring, and the Imam can bring an ayah مثلا, you can hold two lectures on that, mm. on this surah itself yeah. like what is the point of evidence? These four things that he's mentioned, they're mentioned in this form, in this yeah. surah. Yeah. Point towards where the point of evidence is, the mahalu shahid. Yeah. It's very important to understand where the point of evidence yeah. is. And likewise for every other verse and every other hadith. Yeah. So just summarizing it and wajal istidlal, how the Shaykh used this as evidence. What about sirah? Uh, Sira is a topic that I think is read. It's read, it's not so so studied. You can study it or read it and so on. But um, bear in mind that um, the scholars haven't worked on the Sira of the Messenger and they haven't given it as careful attention as they have to the Ahadith of the Messenger and the Ahkam of the Quran and the Ahkam of uh, Fiqh Mathalan. Why? Because in general, um, the scholars don't derive rulings yeah. from the seerah of the yeah. Messenger sallallahu alaihi. In reality, even even amongst the usuliyun and the muhaddithun, the scholars that speci- uh, their specialty is hadith, and those whose specialty is usul al-fiqh, they don't look at sunnah in this from the same angle. Yeah. They don't look at the sunnah from the same angle. The muhaddithun. In the Umahat al-Sitta and so on, they'll mention everything to do with the Sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, how he looked and um, his character and how he looked, his character and so on. However, the Usuliyun, they'll only look at it from the aspect of his actions, his wordings yeah. and his taqirat, that which he agreed with. Yeah. Why? Because the Usuliyun, their main concern is just deriving rules. Rulings, yeah. That's what they want. So they want to derive rulings. And you can't derive rulings directly from the seerah of the Messenger وسلم, because there hasn't been a khidmah for it exactly how it has been for hadith and the ahkam of the Messenger yeah. and a lot of people and I won't call them students of knowledge but a lot of people make a mistake in that they say look this is the seerah and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and it might have been accepted from the unit Mashallah, and luck if you've been accepted into the into the Medina, into the Islamic University of Medina, that's a ni'mah. That's a great blessing. That's a great benefit. Uh, that's a great blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Carry on by finishing the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, completing the memorizing of the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and foremost. And then when you get there, you're gonna obviously start the ma'ad of Al-Lugh al-Arabiyya. Concentrate on the ma'ad of Al-Lugh al-Arabiyya. And then when you get to, inshallah, whichever kulia you want, concentrate on that kulia. Concentrate on your academic studies. Concentrate on the lessons that may take, out, take place outside of the university. However, at every stage, you have to know your level. Complete, make sure you complete the Quran. Alhamdulillah, you're halfway there already. And then you give a lot of importance to the Arabic language. So for those two years, you will be learning the Arabic language as it is. Also take advantage of the lessons of the shuyukh, especially, especially as Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad, who's in his Hafidahullah Ta'ala, who's in his mid-80s towards his late-80s. Make sure you take advantage of Don't say I don't understand Arabic and maybe I just sit in his gathering, just look at him. Just look at him. Just by looking at him, there's barakah and you will benefit bi And you'll be amongst other students of knowledge. So make sure you busy yourself with seeking knowledge. Now, when you go to the, uh, the, the Islamic University of Medina, stay away from Qila Waqala. He said, he said, she said, stay away from all of that. 
Stay away from fitan. Stay away from busy yourselves with people who are refuting one another. Stay away from people who are going out to coffee shops, going out to different places and so on. Even when it comes to Umrah, go when you need to go Umrah. Like, don't go every Friday, don't go every Thursday, every weekend. Although it's good, yani. Lakin, dalab al-ilm, which is sunnah, lakin and Umrah, which is sunnah, when you look at the two, which is more beneficial? Seek knowledge. And the reason why I'm saying that is because a lot of students, they go every other weekend, meaning, alhamdulillah, it's trade. Lakin, you could be using that time to revise. Yeah, yeah, of course. Revise. I mean, there's a khissa, which is one of them. We went and traveled to Riyadh, and it was mm. near the exam times. Mm. And we went to the uh, place where the Mufti is and Sheikh Fawzan and stuff like that. A bunch of our students, and when we sat with Sheikh Fawzan, he's like, we came and he asked, you know, we came to ask you questions. Or we traveled away to ask him questions about Ulama in Medina. Mm. He's in the exam time, and he kind of rebuked us. For yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so you have to study. You have to, study, you you have to focus, you have to, on, your you have to focus on your study. And you have to put your head down. You have to make sure that you're walking towards the kuliyah, you're coming back, you're going to the bedroom, going to your mat'am and so on, going to the... All of this is a ibadah, is an act of ibadah. You're on a path to Jannah. So busy yourself with that which benefits you and make sure that you give a lot of attention to the studies of the university, the, the, the curriculum of the university, as well as the lessons of the mashayikh that you feel and that you can benefit from. And also... Uh, don't argue a lot, don't talk a lot. Sheikh Salih al Asaymi, he has an advice, a question was He said, Learn how to be quiet. Being quiet is half al ilm, nisf al ilm. So being quiet. And a student of knowledge shouldn't busy himself, busy himself with things that don't concern him. Yeah. Things that don't concern him. If Imam Ahmad, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, if Imam Ibn uh, Sheikh Al Abad, Sheikh Al Fawzan, Ibn Uthaym Al if they busied themselves with things that did not concern them, yeah. they wouldn't be the Aimma they are today. So now you're going out to seek knowledge. Tomorrow, inshallah, you're going to be an Imam from the Aimma of Ahl Sunnah. You're going to be an Imam from those people that are guiding the people to the Haqq. So make sure that you busy yourself and you program yourself into that. And also read a lot of books and listen to a lot of lectures on how to seek knowledge. That is a science of itself, how to seek knowledge and what to do, what not to do. And there's a very good book which is called Ma'alim uh, al-Tariq fi Talab al-Ilm, Shaykh Abdul Aziz Sadhan. And it talks about a lot of issues, how the student should act with himself, with his family, his siblings. His. Do you recommend to study fiqh by studying the madhahib or by the ahadith al-ahkam like umdat al-ahkam? Um, both, if you if you can study, uh, if, both there's goodness in both of them, right? Yeah. However, I would recommend that a student studies al-fiqh based on a madhab. Yeah. It is a ni'mah. It is a ni'mah that a person can study a madhab. Because these madhab, they didn't come overnight. Yeah. They, come, they came centuries. through centuries yeah. by the works of jahabi, the a'imma, ulama, fi'lan. And every book, every madhab itself has its own books, has its own curriculum. Every madhab is a university on its own. Yeah. So when you're studying this, these masail, these, this madhab, you're, you're learning masail, a lot of masail that you necessarily wouldn't come across in Bulugh al-Maram or Umdat al-Ahkam. So if you can study... That's obviously if you can't do jam, if you can't yeah. do that. Like in, if you can, if, if, the, if you've only got time for one, or you've only got to teach uh, the capability of doing one, then study it according to a madhab, like in, without any ta'asub, yeah. no blind following, without having ta'asub, and without be building allegiance uh, according to your love and hate according yeah. to that specific madhab. Yeah. Like in, if a person can study a madhab, um, that is a ni'mah and it depends on the madhab that is common amongst these people. مثلا, if you're from um, certain parts of Africa, maybe the Maliki madhab. Um, and yeah, exactly. So in your community, for example, maybe the, the, the Maliki community, the Maliki madhab is prominent. Or maybe uh, the Shafi'i madhab, or maybe if you're from مثلا, certain parts of the world, maybe the Hanafi madhab is more prominent. Yeah, exactly. So it's actually good to study. Uh, the madhab that of, of which is in your country or in your yeah. community. 
And with regards to the madahib, Sheikh al-Islam was asked by one of the Qudat of the Hanafi, I believe it was, who's a Sheikh himself, right? He asked Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he said that people keep, you know, degrading me because I follow the madhab. And I've been to the Shafi'i scholars and they told me to leave their madhab or, or some of them told me to stay in your madhab because nothing's going to change anyway if you leave the madhab and so on. And then the Sufis, I went to the Sufis and they guided me to something else. And anyway, so the Sheikh said, right, with regards to the madhab, it's one of three. Either this mas'ala, your madhab is the rajah. The stronger opinion is with your madhab. Mm. In this case, stick to your madhab. It's the qawl rajah. Aslan, in the whole mas'ala. So there's no problem in you sticking to this mas'ala. Or the second type is if there's a mas'ala, like in your madhab is the weaker opinion. Marjuh jiddan. So it's the weaker opinion. In that case, simple. Leave your madhab, this, leave your madhab in this mas'ala and go over to the madhab or follow the haq, the truth. Yeah, follow the truth. Then there are mas'ala that are ijtihadiyya, tatafkaf al-adillah, and the adillah are. يعني, exactly, exactly, equivalent both. So with these sorts of masail, with these sorts of masail, make ijtihad because you're now a mufti. She mm-hmm. said you're a mujtahid. So make ijtihad, and whichever you feel is closer to the haq, then follow it. Yeah. So these madahib. I mean, the problem in the UK is we've a lot of people have become accustomed with degrading these madahib and saying, no, it's we're not, not studying madhab. No, no, madhab. And that, and not that. Like in that is. That's very disrespectful, firstly, because these scholars, they are imma, kibar ulama, you know, and they're jahabida, they're mountains of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So to, to belittle their madhab, that shows that person has no respect for the scholars and no respect for ilm as it is. Mm-hmm. So you can follow the, um, the madhab as long as you're not building love and hate on that, you're not blind following, and you're not saying, my, mad, my imam knows best. You can also study hadith al hakam, umdat al hakam, in both of them, alhamdulillah, there's yeah. goodness. Like in personally, personally, I believe if a student studies the madhab of a certain alim and he becomes well acquainted with that madhab, yeah. that's a blessing, alhamdulillah. And he's, it's quicker for him to become a faqih. Yeah, I think, and that's really key as well, is that when you study a madhab, uh, you study the masail and it's quicker. So you finish, you, you're shortening, it's like a shortcut. You're getting yeah. there quicker. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting there quicker. Okay, there's a lot of questions and we can't take them all, but what I'm going to say is, Everyone's question that didn't get answered, if you're still here with us on the live, then put them in the DM, send them to us, and inshallah we'll uh, do some recordings where we answer those questions specifically, inshallah. Uh, I want to say, Jazakallah and Safa Saeed, because uh, I've called him just now, I don't know what time, nearly 11 o'clock. He's been here since, I don't know what time, 6 o'clock recording, and this is another recording. This wasn't planned. But inshallah, hopefully it's been beneficial and inshallah we can benefit from you more in the future. Barakallah. Barakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.